0: Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project, where purpose-driven leaders unite to change the game of life and business forever. Here are your hosts, Susan Hobson and Rob Kalvrowski.
1: Welcome to another bonus episode of Maintenance Disrupted. I'm Rob Kalvrowski. On this week's episode, we welcome a great leader, Garrett Earle, to the podcast, Garrett was another member of the Leadership Launchpad Project program that we ran in the fall of 2020, and he has completely transformed the workplace that he worked in. I'm super proud of Garrett. I'm super proud of the work that he did. And one of the things he's mentioned, either in this podcast or in one of the testimonial videos, is... He, one of his, his staff was a guy who was a mechanic, and this guy had been working at the same company in the same role for around 20 to 25 years, and he's one of those people that you see at every site. He was completely checked out. He was completely disengaged. He believed that nothing that he could bring forward would make a difference. And that's a cultural issue. It's a leadership issue. It's something that we see across industries, basically at any facility I've ever been to, is there's always one or two, sometimes more people who believe that they don't matter, that their input doesn't matter and that nothing that they say will change anything. And Garrett put in a lot of work to get his leadership game going in the way it needed to. And by the end of the 12-week program, Garrett was able to get this guy back, get this guy engaged. And the guy feels like his input matters. The guy feels like he can come to work and engage with the work and solve problems and learn things on a daily basis. It's a massive win. And Garrett and Garrett deserves all the credit for making it happen. So I want to give Garrett a lot of credit and a big shout out to, to Garrett today. If you want to take your leadership game to the next level, if you want to get, like Garrett, get your team back from being disengaged, you can join us in the next Leadership Launchpad Project program. It's a 12-week program. It's starting on the week of June 14th, 2021, but also you'll be able to sign up until June 11th. If you're listening to this when this comes out, we're giving you an early bird discount of $500 off until May 21st. So if you want to get in, get in basically ASAP. T- to find out more information and to register for the program, go to robsreliability.com leadership. You can see the breakout of the of the tools. You can see the testimonial video. You can see what we're gonna cover on a weekly basis. But basically the program, it's a 12 week program. We combine both individual learning where you're gonna watch videos, you're gonna read exercises and you're gonna go out into the field and implement. And as well as group coaching sessions, there'll be one group coaching session each week where you'll be able to get coaching from Lauren Williams and myself and ask any questions about the exercises or what's going on with yourself. And then you're going to get also some individual private coaching with both Lauren and myself. So any of the questions that you have around how to implement this at your site, you know, any specific issues that you're coming into with the material that we're covering, or if you want to pick my brain about anything, maintenance, reliability, or asset management, I'm definitely there for you there. So if you want to hear more about that, learn more about that, and register for the program, go to robsreliability.com slash leadership and hit and sign up. I really look forward to working with you. And here's the interview with Garrett Earl. We are back. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Leadership Launchpad project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski, and I got to do an intro for myself cuz you know, that's what we do. Yeah. One of the world-leading maintenance and reliability leaders and also a former MIT engineer. But also <laughs> we have our co-host, our leadership mindset coach and former Princeton Tiger, Susan Hobson. Susan, how are you?
0: I'm great. Thank you, Rob, for such an awesome introduction. I love that little background on our uh, our playing roots, right?
1: <laughs> That's right. And, and we have a special guest this week. We have Garrett Earl. Garrett, how are you?
2: Not too bad. Yourself, Rob?
1: I'm good. I'm excited about this one. I think I think we have a lot to talk about with you, Garrett. And I'm excited to see you know where you're gonna where you're gonna bring us. So before we get into the nuts and bolts of leadership, just tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
2: Okay, so I guess obviously, yeah, I'm Garrett. My my name's Garrett. Uh, I'm a mechanical engineer, um, and I guess I, I work in the kind of food manufacturing industry. Um, I'm originally from Esteban, Saskatchewan, um, which is kind of a small city with lots of industry. So that's probably why I got into what influenced me to get into engineering. Uh, and then, uh, so I did mechanical engineering at the U of S, uh, with an option in entrepreneurship, uh, and then kind of got into the food manufacturing business. Uh, I spent some time, uh, kind of in the mining industry and then oil and gas as well, uh, before getting here, uh, in terms of like things that I'm passionate about, I'm, um, I love learning. Uh, and so I'm always trying to read new artic- articles, read books, uh, trying to learn, take courses, obviously. Uh, and so that's probably what, uh, uh, like kind of the thing that gets me, uh, gets me up in the morning is just trying to learn new things. Uh, and then in terms of kind of maybe leadership things is, uh, so maybe got introduced to it with playing sports, uh, I did some things, I guess, in university that kind of got me a little, maybe a little bit more out of my shell. Uh, and then I, in my job, I more got pushed into it because uh, I got promoted into a maintenance supervisor role and then eventually into this reliability uh, engineering role.
1: So do you want to talk a little bit more about that process? Because last week we talked about, with Brian, we talked about basically there's a gap between people who are promoted into a supervisor role and actually them getting training. Like typically there's a, a numerous years in between those happening. Like what did the process look like for you?
2: Yeah. So, so I guess originally when I started out uh, with the company that I'm at, I uh, they have kind of their initial plan is to do kind of a training program where you spend time in all the different areas more to learn the ins and outs of the business. Um, so I did that. However, it was kind of, uh, on the fly and I didn't get put connected with whatever. Um, but eventually probably within four months, uh, they ended up pairing me up with one of the supervisors and I kind of spent time, uh, shadowing him until basically he got promoted and then it was, you're the guy. Uh, and then it, from there, it was kind of really a learn on the fly situation. Um, uh, which was, uh, definitely adventurous. There was definitely some ups and downs. I know, know there was some hard days where, uh, um, I was learning how to have hard conversations, uh, which was definitely uneasy for me. Um, but yeah, so, so that was kind of how it started. And then realistically, I think, I think it was about a year almost later, um, or maybe eight months, uh, they did do, uh, kind of this leadership training at the, uh, um at the site uh which um kind of introduced me to some things um but at the end of the day uh uh at the end of the day kind of went back and just continued to do what i, w- I was doing um so kind of a, a learning opportunity there of uh, uh more um I, I would describe it as like how to make things sustainable right uh and then Then shortly after that, I got promoted into the reliability role. And from there, it was, again, kind of really learn on the fly and stuff like that. Um, And so, which then kind of in my own way, I was just kind of searching out and looking for things, right, is that, and that's how I kind of got onto this, uh, uh, the Leadership Launchpad project, right, is to um, try and learn the skills that I think that I was lacking, right? I know too, like what, like what really has helped me for my learning purposes is that like, um, when I came in, I definitely did not take the approach that I knew anything. Uh, I was definitely coming in and just trying to learn really from the guys that had been there all the time. So it realistically, like most of, uh, a lot of my coaching has even been from the guys below me coaching me up as well.
1: I love that. And I think that's something that, I mean, you clearly are a lifelong learner that there's no doubt about that. And it's something that says a lot about you. Um, but maybe Garrett, can you give people an insight? Like what type of leader are you? What does leadership mean to you?
2: Yeah. So, so, so in terms of this is that I would say like, for me, um, I'm more of that, uh, I don't know what you would call it, the, the leader that really likes to get everyone's opinion um, and tries to, and really wants to almost like work as a team, right? To uh, to push things along, right? Um, I, de- I definitely know, like, uh, for me, uh, leading through example is a big part of it too, right? Um, uh, just just more through work ethic and things like that, probably than anything, but uh, uh, just trying to show that I'm willing to put in the work to try and learn and, and grow with the guys um, in that way, right? And so, I would even describe it as like how I see myself as a leader is more like um it is almost being an equal with my team with my team um and that we're trying to learn and grow together um to try and help them uh grow as well and learn new things right
0: what are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced? Because I know you're relatively new to the whole thinking of yourself as a leader, right? And now you're, like you said, you're in the game, trial by fire, right? Learning on your skates. But what have been what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've seen so far in your leadership?
2: Yeah, so so definitely the biggest challenge that I saw with my leadership was was really uh, I. I, was, I feel like I was having these conversations with people, right? And I was hearing all these great things that or that people wanted to do, and I was like, "Man, we could totally do this, right?" I, I was trying to, I was trying to empower them and and make them, or, or try to get see their visions happen, I guess, right? Or see help them see them through, right? Um, and what I found through like the biggest challenge that I guess I faced was that at the end of the day, I ended up kind of hitting roadblocks when I tried to push these things along. Um, which basically I came back to my team often being like, Hey guys, I don't know what to tell you. Right. I can't, I can't, I said, I told you we were going to do these things and I guess we can't. Right. Um, So that, that was for sure the biggest challenge that I had. Um, I know that like initially too, when I was starting out is that um, uh, the challenge that I saw was that I, I was definitely a guy that was not ready to have hard conversations. So I, I learned very quickly through an unfortunate circumstance um about how to have those hard conversations and it was more again like learning on that fly it was more of a uh, more of a train wreck than anything but it I took that and I've learned from that since right to kind of have those conversations before they turn into something bigger
1: I think that's something that I've wanted to echo a little bit recently is just like how much do you think leaders or managers avoid having those conversations because they don't want to deal with it? Like, was that a thing for you?
2: Yeah. Well, I would say so. Right. I think, I think, <laughs> I think nobody likes to have those conversations in reality. Right. Um, um, everyone wishes that we could just go about our business doing and everything would just go smoothly. Um, however, I guess that like for my learning is those conversations have to happen um other otherwise um things can go off the rails right and i, I think it's just avoiding it because it's um it is more uh, i think people thinking in their heads that it's going to be uncomfortable right or, or like thinking of all these negative outcomes but like since my learning uh, i've learned actually like trying to have those conversations first off is like much much easier right and most of the times um my team members are yeah yeah i I got it like and they already know almost right and it's it's like okay then let's let's fix it for the next time right and and so uh i think it's um i think i think people get almost spooked at it of more what could go wrong uh, and so they try to avoid those conversations when really it, most of the time it goes goes pretty fine <laughs>
0: What would you say to those leaders who are avoiding because they're trying to avoid the discomfort of maybe possibly running into areas where they don't actually have the answers or they can't necessarily get the higher ups to, to drive the thing that they're, they're trying to, you know, experience or like you said, it, it, in terms of their vision, in terms of what they are trying to affect change on?
2: Yeah, in terms of that, I think I, I think my biggest advice, and that's that's from learning through the this leadership launch project, is more um, is is having conversations of controlling what what you can control. That that would be the biggest thing, right? Is that I uh, I feel like because I was running into those roadblocks, right? I, I was getting a lot of frustration, is what how I would describe it, right? That I was I was not able to see get all these things that I wanted to get done, right? Um, when in reality, uh, I was, I was trying, right. And I was still making the effort. It was, it was stuff that was kind of out of my control that was, um, stopping me from seeing what I achieving, what I wanted to achieve. Right. Um, and then I think, I think there's even an element of like coming back with that. And then like, when you think about what you can control is that there's, there's sometimes simpler things that you can do, even just at your level, um, that can help improve things. It might not be the, the whole thing that you get, but you can get part of it, uh, accomplished, which still makes uh, an improvement.
0: Yeah. It's really, it's, it's so cool that you are displaying that right as a strategy, because I think it is you talking that way with your people. What we discussed, right, is you're actually training them on how to think about what they can control in their own lane too, which is really empowering them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know, know, like in the conversations we've had, right, I've had had many conversations, the one that comes up the most is is training, 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 right? Um, And then it's more what we've tried to have those conversations about is like, okay, we know, we know we're not getting the training, let's, let's try to control what we can't control. Like, I'll keep asking for it. But let's try to control what we can. Let's, let's look for resources that we can use. Let's look for um, uh, the articles that are out there. And let's just try to keep learning. And then maybe eventually they'll, they'll give us what the training that we're asking for, and we'll and we'll run from it, run with it from there, kind of thing. Like.
1: And and what have you seen from your team? Like like empowering them to go and get like their own results or to control what they can control. Like what have you seen from them?
2: Yeah. So so with them. So in in my journey as recently, right? Like what I've seen with them is actually. Um, I've seen like some really positive things, right? I have seen, I've seen a lot of things where we're we basically we're like learning new things. We're like, the guys are like, whoa, right? And they're they're just uh, e- even not what I've seen from just having them empowered, right? Is I I know that in my planning team, right? I saw it was really effective as we were having conversations about, like, hey, this is a problem. They were like, whoa, this is a problem, and and they just kind of like took it and ran with it, right? And they're they're now more running with it, doing it. And then they're asking me, like, when can I set up a meeting with you to review this? Right. Um, Which is, is it's almost like flip the roles almost a little bit. Right. Um, Which I think is, shows like huge growth.
0: (laughs) You talk about being a new leader thrown on the ice, no formal training trial by fire. Right. Really having to think on your feet and learn experientially um, which I just think is is definitely it's so cool about you, right? It's like you have been able to really be responsive to what it is that you've been calibrating is is working, not working, and why. Um, what is the biggest thing, like in terms of how to really, really, really gain confidence as a a new young leader who maybe was really good at what what they did, and that's why they're promoted into this supervisor position. But they didn't have the training, right? Because oftentimes, where we see that lands in, in a leader's experience, a new leader's experience, is it lands as like an imposter syndrome almost. Like, who am I to lead these people? I don't know what I'm doing. I first day on the job, and I haven't been taught how to do this leadership thing. What's your advice for for them? Yeah, I know absolutely. The thing you worked on, right?
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. So that's that's definitely something I had, right? Like, in the, the day, I was managing people that are. I'd been at the plant longer than i had been alive right it was it, it it was in full effect right um and i think i think the big things that helped me to get over that was really um really digging into what was kind of behind that um and then under and then putting in the new things of like why that really wasn't actually true um and then that proof it proven evidence of like you know what i am doing a good job of, of leading these guys right and and sometimes taking the wins, like right where I, when I heard good feedback from the guys of like, man, you're like, why, why are we so involved? Or like, why are we doing this? Right. Is, is, is taking some of these things as wins instead of that, like that they were, they're giving me positive feedback. Right. Um, was that. And then I think another thing that really helped with that as well was, um, really the support that I got through the team. Right. And, 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 and kind of through you guys through mentors, right. That were like, you know what you are doing it, right. Like you, you, you don't think you are, but you are doing like, we can see it. Right. And I think some of just hearing that even helped me to recognize myself, like or more easily recognize those instances where the team was saying the same thing or where I had those things. Right. Um, and then I think the, the third thing that I, that helped me was that, um, it was a little bit of like, I don't have to have all the answers and that really I'm bringing a new perspective, uh, to the situation or whatever. Um, and that I I can be valuable by just being curious and asking questions, um, and just trying to understand. And then most of the time, like for instance, in my team, the guys have the answers and I can just, it's just then about empowering them to, uh, see it through kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I see you're, you're, you're a leader, whether you have training or not, just simply by everything that you just said, right. Which is like, you care about their growth and you just leaned into that with curiosity and you did that on day one, just naturally. And that obviously is what led to the growth of you in your leadership capacity, but obviously is what's been ripple affecting with your, your team, according to your, your report here today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like it, we're it. Like I said, like I, I can, I can feel it now. Like a lot more. Like, um, probably, probably, like really at the at the start of when I did this course, right? Um, I, uh, I probably wouldn't have considered myself as much a leader. I was just more along for the ride, right? Um, whereas now I feel like I, I've I've got some of that confidence that I, uh, I believe that I, right, that I have that ability to lead, right, and that we're um, on the right track. And I got some of that vision. Right. And then like, even like what I've said with the team, right. Seeing some of, of their results and seeing some of the things that they've been saying, right. Like some, even today we had another one where we were like, learning something new and we were just, the guys were just like, wow. Right. And I think that that's that when, we, I, I don't know, when you have days like that, they're just more, um, more enjoyable.
1: <laughs> Garrett, I mean, you know, you've spent some time in mining and oil and gas and now in food, like what are some of the common leadership mistakes that you've seen over your career?
2: Yeah. So, so I think the biggest one that that I've seen is really, it's is probably in more like instances where like mistakes have been made or errors have been made um, that typically like the leaders just like already almost have their minds made up and they these ideas, right. And it, it almost turns into like blame and, and, and punishment and stuff like that, that we're trying to do. Um, whereas I think like you, where, when you come into those situations, you really need to be just looking to understand, right. Um, in, in almost more trying to see these things as learning opportunities, because like some, like I think the most times that you see that we do some of this stuff is in safety incidents. Right. And if if we're not learning from these safety incidents or anything like that is like, wh- what are we doing? Right. If we're just punishing somebody because they didn't follow a rule or something like that, is that like, it, it's, it's really almost trying to ask like why did that person um, make that or feel like that was the right decision to make at that time. Right. Um, because obviously there's something that we did almost as leaders, right. That, or, put them in a situation that made them think that that was the best decision that they could make at the time. Right. Um, so I, I think often we, we go to look at blame and just, uh, and punishment. Um, and when really we should just be trying to really search and seek for understanding. Um, the second thing that I, I somewhat see there that I've seen is that, um, leaders sometimes, I don't know what, what causes it, um, but it's almost like they restrict, almost like hold, hold the power almost. Right. Instead of, instead of empowering their people in that they put in, in more restrictions and more things, more check-ins. Right. Um, in, and in in my opinion, I, what I see with that is that, uh, that almost creates like the opposite of what you're trying to do. It just disengages people. Um, it makes them feel like they can't do it. It's a, i've I've heard from people like well why why even why even have me here right like um and i I think that's uh um it, that's just not the right way of going about it right you're gonna you're gonna get better results um empowering that person um giving them the tools and and the support that uh, allows them to uh kind of achieve what they're trying to do right I think right we I know I was having a discussion with a, a mechanic the other day that was talking to me about that. Right. Um, he was saying that like, man, I, I, I feel like I've lost this empowerment. Right. And he was talking and I was like, well, man, I, I like, like, how do you think we fix that? Right. And we we just had kind of a conversation and things like that. And he was just saying like, man, uh, if instead of me having to check in all the time, right. If I, if you just let me right, try to do what's in my scope and try to figure it out, um, if I have problems, I'll come to you. Right. Um, and so I think that's, I think if you can learn from those experiences and and really try to empower them rather than take take control away, um, you'll just get more engaged people.
1: Yeah. And I, I think like for both of those, Garrett, to me, it comes down to the assumption of trust. Right. And, and there's an yep. underlying assumption about your people. And like in the first example about, you know, basically like doing a, a root cause analysis and the answer is like, it was Rob's fault or it was Garrett's fault. Like the underlying assumption is that that person intentionally made a bad decision, which if you watch all those movies about the Challenger and Deepwater Horizon, like these people are not trying to hurt other people. They're also not trying to like punish the plant in like 99% of the cases and and that's what it is right it's like more checks and balances more procedures processes a lot of that is is just the fundamental assumption is that the person's not going to do their job if you're not watching them and that's where we need to be as leaders is like what is the assumption right yep
2: yeah absolutely it it, it definitely comes it like really what it comes down to is trust right and that i think i, I think this is leaders right um like right in order for your guys to trust you, you need to give the trust first. Right. Um, and so if you, if you don't have that trust in your, in your people and stuff like that, they're never going to give back to you either. Right. So it's yeah, not a good, not a good scenario. So de- definitely don't do that.
0: <laughs> right. High trust, low fear environments, breed high performance teams. Everything you just laid out there is like literally the science behind it. Right. What do you want your legacy to be as a heart-centered leader who clearly values growth and is on an impact on a mission to really impact people's growth? What do you want your legacy to be someday? You want people to remember you for.
2: That's a good question. I I feel like for me, um, what that would be like, in terms of leadership and what people remember me for is more just that um, I made an impact. And, and I think like the, how I would describe it is I I would love to have the team or the department that people see as the like, wow, that's department I want to be a part of, right. I want to be a part of that, that culture, that, um, that group, whatever that is. Right. Um, in that if I can, I can help, create that culture that basically, and I think that comes from, uh, having my people, um, engaged, empowered, um, and really like, really just loving everything that they do, what they do. What I like to call it is like a, a, it's a feeling of like work family. Right. Um, and, and having that environment is, is really like, I, I think that would be one of the things that I would love to see is legacy. I think the other thing that I I, I always say this to people is that um, I think one of the like the best things that or like one of the biggest accomplishments for me it might might be taken uh, taken uh, somebody else's success, but is is really having a team member that I've empowered or or helped to get to like another level. Like I would love to see one of my team members become say my boss, right? Um, um, because I've I've empowered them or got them to a level where they've gotten to a corporate level or whatever, right? Um, I, I think that would that would be uh, a great legacy to have.
0: What an inspiring vision, eh? From Garrett is like work family. This is so what this whole 2.0 leadership thing is about. This is why we're on this mission, right, Rob, with the leadership launchpad. It's like, that's our, our vision too, is like, you know, yes, we have to go to work every day, but it's like, let's have a little fun and let's enjoy it. And there's nothing more enjoyable than, than, than growth. Right, Garrett?
2: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and, you know, having, having teammates shoulder to shoulder, we're hockey players by trade. So we know this There's nothing. There's no, no better feeling in the world than having teammates shoulder to shoulder training hard next to you. Right. In that locker room. And it's just like, but I think it really embodies what, what's on the other side of this, this, this portal of 2.0 leadership. What's possible, right? This is what we keep saying. We, we want to call on all of you out there really to help us on this mission so we could change the way that the game of work is being played forever. Most people don't even have that association. I don't think it's possible to have that level of enjoyment going to work. That's the reality, right? So yeah, I think it speaks to that quite clearly.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. I think, yeah, right. You would they, they say a lot, you spend a lot of your time at work, right. Over your lifetime. So it, if we can all make it more enjoyable for everyone, right? Because it's one big family. Um, I think that makes it that much better.
0: That's why we loved our sports so much, right, gentlemen, is like because it was we worked so hard, right? sacrificed so much. Constantly every day we had to show up and go outside the comfort zone predictably. But we all look back in the rearview mirror and describe that experience as joy and fulfillment and
1: passion. <laughs> That's what I wish for every day. <laughs> 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 <Literally>. <laughs>
0: That's the legacy of sports, but I just think it's what's possible in business, too, because that's really what we're talking about here, right? It's like kind of all the same performance principles. What tips, tricks or takeaways do you have for leaders out there um, who yeah, just might be struggling to see themselves as a leader?
2: Yeah, so in in terms of tips there, I think... um, like to see yourself as a leader, I think the tips I would say is um, I would ask for, I think I would try to say is just try to have a conversation with your team members and ask for feedback. Right. I think, I think you'll be surprised as to what they say. Right. Um, I think both well, sometimes you might be surprised in a bad way, but like, <laughs> uh, it, that's just like learning opportunities. Right. Um, but I think you'll also hear, I think most of them you'll hear like a, a positive feedback and stuff like right? that, that, that really will help you to, um, uh, I guess have that confidence in, uh, in your ability. Right. Um, I think, like I said before too, is I think, uh, if you can get other people in your organization, the leaders and, 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 and people that. Believe in you is almost how I would describe it, right? Is I think that and, and get their feedback as well, right? Um, they can that can be another way to get uh, um some confidence in there, right? Just when you when you hear it from somebody else, I think you, it 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 resonates a lot more with you uh, with you, right? Um and and honestly, you're probably your hardest critic, so when you hear it from other people, the you'll you'll start to believe it.
0: Feedback is gold, right, gentlemen?
1: yeah i love it i love it i love it and on that well we gotta we gotta wrap up here garrett but if um if anyone out there wants to connect with you where should they find you
2: uh best way would be through linkedin that's uh, that's probably the only way (laughs) you could try to try to find my email or my work email too but uh that might be harder to find
1: (laughs) (laughs) there are ways i'm sure (laughs) yeah no, but uh, Garrett, you know, I I really enjoyed this one. And I remember the first time you said to me that you wanted your legacy to be that people would look at your department or your team as, you know, this is the place I want to work. And, and the only thought I could have in my mind was like, it's not it's not going to be a team. You're going to be running your own facility. That was the only thought I had. And like, I still, I still stand by that thought that I had the first time.
2: Maybe someday, hopefully, <laughs> that would be, be exciting.
0: we will be there to celebrate.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And so for everyone listening, you know, we really appreciate you listening and we really hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you haven't yet subscribed to the leadership launchpad project on your favorite podcast podcast platform, we're available. Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, probably in a few more. Um, if you haven't yet, you can also follow the leadership launchpad project on LinkedIn, on Facebook and on YouTube. And if you want to check out our le- website, get on our email list or Sign up for the next Leadership Launchpad Project program. Go to EliteHighPerformance.com slash leadership. That's where you can find that one. Susan, what'd you think?
0: It's been a blast as always, gentlemen. Thank you so much, Garrett, for sharing your experience with us. It's so valuable and it's so needed right now in this world. We need more leaders like you, that is for sure.
2: No problem. And thank, thanks guys for having me and, and for helping me, I guess, so even along this journey, I, I, I know that it's, I've, I've made a ton of growth uh, thanks to your guys' mentorship.
0: It's our honor and our, pre- our privilege to serve, right, Rob?
1: It couldn't, it couldn't be for a better person. I'll tell you that much. And thank you, Garrett, for joining us today. And everyone listening, we'll see you all next week.
0: Bye guys.